0: Yo, did you see that uh, Twitter video of there were like uh, landscapers cleaning oh, yeah, this yeah. man's lawn? Somebody in this ho- in this neighborhood uh, got professionals to mow their lawn, blow—I was going to say blow dry, but um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, use the uh,
1: a lawn mower. Yeah, a no, leaf, no, no, a, a leaf blower,
0: blower, a leaf blower to like clear the lawns. And then this other neighbor who's getting annoyed at this comes up to and them. He's the one recording. He's the one recording this. He's recording. Comes up to them. He's like, "Hey, what are you guys doing? Just because one person." H- hires you doesn't mean you can't annoy everyone yeah guess what this guess what the worker does
1: gets off his fucking truck gets off his truck takes off his shirt yep it's go time baby
0: and guess what the guy who's recording this does
1: bro oh okay no problem bro no pro- i'm back off I'll back how off. do you
0: how do you step to a person with your phone out recording and then get bitch like that
1: and then, and then, post then you post it. it yeah that that's what i don't understand you could have kept this in the dark. Nobody had to know. You could lie about it, and make a story about it later after fact. Get an HBO Max special about it. You how could have just I was attacked. My Tesla. This motherfucker definitely drives a Oh, Tesla, yeah. 100%. You could
0: have buried this and let it be, but now you're a bitch on the internet.
1: Mike Tyson said it perfectly one time. Social media made too many people comfortable with like throwing shots yeah. and not expecting anything to happen to them.
0: Mike Tyson also said everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. And that's what was exactly about to happen to this guy.
1: I got a plan. It's called Plan B.
0: And we are back for another episode
1: of Hot Pocket. Episode 18. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sherriar. This is Saad. And this is fucking Hot Pocket, baby. And we are recording on 9-11. No. (laughs) No, <laughs> it no, no. no. October's 10-11 no. Columbus Day <laughs> slash... Indigenous Peoples Day. We here at Hot Pocket support Indigenous Peoples Day. Yes. And we also support stealing from white people. Yes. As the white people had stolen from the indigenous, mm-hmm. people of color will steal from white people. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about. Exactly. With our wonderful story. You might have heard about it. It's called The Tale of the Bad Art Friend. You know, I did not hear about this till today.
0: So, Sad's going to take... He was taking me through it earlier. Yeah. So, I told him, let's take our audience through this. Yeah. Because, honestly, I don't know how I missed it. Because I looked on Twitter and it's, it's, poppin'. it's pretty popping. People poppin'. have opinions. And I, I'm going to let you guys know now, this is a juicy one.
1: It's a very juicy one. This is kind of a callback to our advice column episodes. It's very similar. Yeah. So, you guys might have already heard about it. It's a story written in the New York Times. And the actual title of the article is Who is the Bad Art Friend? Art often draws inspiration from life. But what happens when it is your life? Inside the curious case of Don Dorland versus Sonia Larson. Mm. Those are pretty uh Those are pretty writer people those names. Those are pretty writer people names. Yeah. Don? Don come Dorland. Sonia Larson. Yeah. Come now. Alright. So this all starts mid twenty tens. I don't remember the exact date. doesn't really matter. Don Dorland. They're both writers, as Cher said. Mm-hmm. Don Dorland is a white woman. Grew up very poor. Struggled. Wanted to be a writer. Became a writer. Her career has not really taken off, even at the time of, like, today. Mm-hmm. It's still not exactly where she wants it to be. Mostly a teacher. Okay? Gotcha. And she decides to donate her kidney. admirable thing. Wonderful. Great thing. deed. Great we deed. We love it. And it's a, keep in mind, this is taking place all in Boston. Okay. She does an anonymous donation. So basically, you don't get to pick who it is, but doctors will do it on a need basis. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we can't find somebody else for this person. We'll take our, like, surplus supply of kidneys.
0: Can you imagine if it was a, uh, a MAGA person that that your kidney got donated to i'm taking it back now your kidney is being used for more racist shit
1: white folks i work with ain't so bad she makes a private facebook group Mm -hmm. and invites a few people to it to let them know guys by the way i'm donating a kidney isn't that really cool am i such a good person right right and she primarily picks people from her writing career because she did have a writing career she did a lot of workshops i think she actually got her master's at harvard Damn, Harvard. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, I don't know how she doesn't have a fucking, well, writer. All right. Whatever. So, <laughs> hey, I'm trying to be a writer. Right. Well, whatever. So she invites a lot of people, and it's mostly this writing club called the Chunky Monkey, this writing group that she worked with. And she lets them all know, like, hey, by the way, like this is what I did. She gives updates through and through. Eventually, she finds out who is getting the kidney. It's given to a Orthodox Jewish man. He's not really important to the story, but eventually she does find out. And before she ever actually met or found out who it was, she wrote a letter because she wants to share some kind of experience with this person. Right.
0: Because she thinks it's like a this is a higher-than-herself yeah. thing that she's doing because she's about to give her kidney to somebody a that she doesn't know, part a part of her. So she wants to make it a more... She wants to open the doors of connection, I guess. You know how authors are.
1: Let me read this letter to you. And when I say letter, let me be clear, because this is important later on. It's a Facebook post in this private Facebook group. Personally, my childhood was marked by trauma and abuse. I didn't have the opportunity to form secure attachments with my family of origin. A positive outcome of my early life is empathy. There it is. That it opened a well of possibility between me and strangers while perhaps many more people would be motivated to donate an organ to a friend or family member in need. To me, the suffering of strangers is just as real. Throughout my preparation for becoming a donor, I focused the majority of my mental energy on imagining and celebrating you. Hmm, I gotta be honest, this girl's kind of bugging. Yeah, you know, just... It's it's very, like, I'm really letting you know I'm a good person.
0: Yeah, early, early thoughts already throughout the story is that she just... I don't know. I feel like with the whole creating the Facebook group... Yeah. Especially a private face group, Facebook group, right? It's not that like she posted on her entire main yeah. page where it's like, I'm letting everyone know. She kind of just wanted these folks to yeah. know. Which... Kind of throws the cape of, oh, I'm not trying to brag about this, so I'm just going to share this with my close personal friends. Yeah,
1: but, but that's in, what you are doing. It's in
0: the same sense she's still doing that, yeah. and also, but when you were taking me through the story beforehand, I didn't realize that these aren't like some lifelong friends that she's had.
1: We'll get, we'll get, we'll get to that. We'll get to you, you, are
0: no, no, I was going to I was going oh, yeah, yeah. to say that like you said that this was like a writing group. Yeah, yeah. You know? So it's not like these are her like lifelong friends. It's just people who she met at a writing in club. her her writing club, yeah. probably re- in her recent life.
1: Yeah. She writes a letter, eventually she figures out who it is. She meets the guy, she takes pictures with him and gets lunch, makes Again, she's constantly updating about this mm-hmm. on her private Facebook group. Apparently, Don is keeping tabs on who is liking, commenting And reacting to each post. And she notices in particular that a few of her friends from the Chunky Monkey, the (laughs) writing group that she worked at, fucking funny name, were not really saying anything publicly in the post. Hmm. One of them is Sonia Larson. Again, one of the main characters in our story. Sonia. She, Don DMs Sonia. Mm-hmm and says hey girl i'm paraphrasing hey girl uh notice you haven't really been liking or reacting or anything i just want to to my kidney donation to my kidney donation like i just want to know if you knew i did like literally (laughs) that's what she's doing she's like did you know i donated i'm trying really hard for you to notice yeah that's literally that's literally what she was doing yeah and so in your response to her a little bit later like oh yeah yeah i saw that's really awesome that's really great i'm sorry i just like you know forgot whatever Dawn keeps updating this little blog she has going on. I have no idea what she's updating.
0: It. I wouldn't even call it a blog. It's, it's just kind of like well, a... She's
1: using it like a blog. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. And this one guy on there, another writer, Tom Meek, comments, This is super cool, Dawn. I love that you did this. This is this is a wonderful thing. We have things to cherish in humanity. Pretty interesting that Sonya also wrote a story similar to this.
0: This raises uh, Dawn's ears real Dawn's quick. She's
1: like... Arr, arr. So she's like, that's that's weird. Um... Sonia told me, like, didn't even remember to thank me or congratulate me, and she's writing a story about this. What a coincidence, mm-hmm. right? Because you would think that, oh, Sonia also happened to be writing about this. She would reach out to me for, like, inspiration. Which even a
0: normal person would think about, right? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. this is a similar situation. Why didn't she yeah. come to me for help or insight because yeah. I donated a kidney? Yeah. Also, she like. didn't congratulate me for yeah, donating a kidney. A but also, fussed. do you
1: need to get congratulated? That's a big one. And so she messages Sonia again. Hey girl, I noticed you're uh, heard you're writing a story about this. Is that true? That's really that's a coincidence. Sonya gets back to her a couple days later. I think Don double like double texted. I mean, multiple creating
0: a Facebook group, seeing that oh. 10 out of the 13 people commented, 13 yeah. people didn't who's like and then going to them.
1: Yeah. She she used to be the type to do that. Yeah, And then someone who goes like, "Yeah, I I did. I think, you know, inadvertently I might have pulled some stuff subliminally, like I just kind of forgot about it though." Mm-hmm. You know, like you see things from and she, she kind of starts whipping up this excuse, which the, the excuse is true, but the fact that she's whipping it up kind of says that like she knows what she's doing. Right. She's like, oh yeah, you know, writers, we pull from our life experiences in our stories. Every story has a bit of the author in them. And that, I think that's true, but it's yeah. weird that she's not just kind of admitting that she got this idea from Dawn. Because I, I, f- I feel like Dawn would not have had that much of a problem with it at first, and she just said like, "Oh, hey, I'm doing this, right?" I think if she
0: would have thrown Don a cookie, like, "This is great, can I use this?" Yes, exactly. You know, right? transparency, communication. I feel like that's what Don wanted from the get go. Is oh, Don, this is a fucking pat on the back. Good, y'all, good job,
1: Don. Y'all know love languages. Don's love languages, 100 words of affirmation. Oh yeah, hundred percent, 100. So eventually, the story gets published, or it's like on track to get published. It gets mm. put out in certain newsletters and stuff. And this entire time, Dawn has, like, a weird feeling about this. She has, like, an uneasy friendship with Sonya. And she's like, oh, I, I don't really want to read the story because it's, like, this is kind of weird. But, like, you know, good for her that she's writing this. Eventually, like, it, the website it was on drops a paywall. Dawn reads it. Oh, boy.
0: What, what was what was very similar?
1: Um, Remember when I said that Dawn wrote a letter to whoever would have gotten the kidney? Mm-hmm. There is a letter in this story. The story is called The Kindest. This is a story that Sonia wrote. Right. It's also about an organ transplant. Here's an important context. Sonia is half Chinese, half American. Yes. Much of her writing is about the Asian American experience. And we'll touch on that afterwards. And we'll touch on oh, for many reasons. Mm-hmm. And Sonia herself is actually in a much better and more successful career as a writer than Dawn is. Right. Because she's on better. Is
0: Jealousy playing a role?
1: Jealousy honestly, jealousy might be playing a role who in, knows? in everything that we're going to find out. And so the recurring character in all of her stories, it might not be the exact same character, but she uses the same character name, Chanto. I'm probably mispronouncing it. Basically, in this time, for the kindest, a alcoholic Chinese father gets in a car crash, mm-hmm. needs some organ transplant, and then a white woman shows up who is a perfect match and is really eager to give the organ to this person right and so this is pretty clearly a story like about like white saviorism. yeah that, that's
0: literally what she's pulling from
1: yeah it this is pretty clearly like a jab at dawn but more importantly this white woman in the story writes a letter
0: hmm. to this
1: person to the chinese man who she would eventually donate the organ to right let's read that letter I myself know something of suffering, but from those experiences I've acquired both courage and perseverance. I've also learned to appreciate the hardships that others are going through, no matter how foreign. Whatever you've endured, remember that you are never alone. As I prepared to make this donation, I drew strength from knowing that my recipient would get a second chance at life. I withstood the pain by imagining and rejoicing in you. That, okay, let me read the last line of Don's original letter. Mm-hmm. I focus the majority of my mental energy on imagining and celebrating you. Mm-hmm. Those last lines are insanely similar. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, right? It's pretty clear what happened. Here. Yeah. She, she absolutely pulled mm-hmm. from Dawn's
0: experience, yep. is also making a comment on the white savior complex yes. that you see yeah. everywhere she's making it you very know. apparent that's what this is yeah exactly
1: by the way on Instagram around the time this was all happening Don posted a photo of herself in a t-shirt that she got for donating the kidney what the fuck
0: did that t-shirt say
1: it said I donated a kidney and all I got was this lousy t-shirt yeah and so Don eventually reads it sees it clearly can see what's going on here's the thing though her hyper focus is on the letter the mm-hmm. plagiarism, the letter. And and that's a point I'll I'll circle back to, but I think there's something about that which is very telling. And so she starts seeking legal counsel because she's like, what the fuck? This girl – because, like, Sonia's about to get published in a pretty big uh, newsletter in right. their town. Like, I think they said about 30,000 people would get it.
0: Yeah. And also, Sonya just hasn't, like, admitted that, oh, yeah,
1: this she is this, yours. Yeah. Like, uh, Don did confront Sonya about this. Could have had a chance to be like, you know what? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And she was like, oh, you know, again, same thing writers pull from experiences i guess you know i might have pulled a couple of lines by accident but you know that's just that's the process yeah okay, it doesn't really admit to it but just says like we're writers and there was like a constant back and forth back and forth each time sonia would take longer to respond mm-hmm. and eventually she just stopped responding and she would get more and more short with it every single time yeah. don gets a lawyer Dawn starts Dawn taking legal counsel. Up. She goes through like every single right. Like literally they go through the entire list of every writing center, writing class, writing workshop, writing school that she's ever been to. And keeps asking them like, can I sue? Can I sue for plagiarism? Goodness. And it's really funny because again, the New York times has documented all this. They get back to her like after a couple of days and they're like, we don't really want to get involved. So they just give a very blase answer. Like, right. Oh, we don't know. You should seek legal counsel or yeah. something. They, they don't want to get involved in this. Yeah. Shit. Eventually, she gets a lawyer who takes up the case and says, you have a case for plagiarism. Right. They sue. They sue for $50,000. Right.
0: How much did um Sonia end up actually making from her?
1: Thus far, Sonia's only made $450 from this story.
0: Okay. So,
1: so, this,
0: like, the, uh, I think she's going for, like, punitive damages. Like, she really wants to yeah. send a message. Yeah. Like, this woman is butthurt. Well,
1: there's also legal fees involved. And yes, that's the recurring theme yeah. here. Because Dawn keeps upping the ante as she hires like a different lawyer, gets more legal advice, she starts suing for more. Yeah,
0: she's like, "Oh shit, my bills are ragging yeah, up." Yeah, so. like
1: you jump into this, yeah, and you start going further and further and further and further.
0: And now you're putting more money into it. It's y- like, exactly. oh, how am I gonna like
1: pay this shit? Flip this into a positive. I need to start suing for more. Yeah. And so we're not going to go into every single detail possible, mm-hmm. but there's a long back and forth. The publishing newsletter that Sonya went through eventually drops publishing the story. Right, the kindest. They don't want to. They, they don't want. They not want that trouble shit. for a yeah. little story. They're like, even, fuck it. Even though the the letter that the agreement between them and Sonya was that Sonya would take on any legal fees, it's still like like that's bad publicity. Right, that's insanely bad. publicity. Yeah. they don't want to take that. So they get it taken care of. They get it down. In the discovery phase, though, because a lot is, is uncovered at this point. And, uh, My favorite phase. This, this is when, uh, well, Cher's in a bit of a discovery phase right now.
0: Nah, we're discovering a lot of things, man. You know, 15 things. <laughs> hey <laughs> let's uh, keep...
1: Y'all don't know what we're talking about. Y'all won't know what we're talking about. They are able to pull, I guess for the purpose of evidence, an original draft of The Kindest. The story that- From Sonya. From Sonya, because the, what was going to get published was a different one. Yeah. <sighs> The woman in the final draft, the white woman who's going to donate to the Chinese father, her name was Rose. Right. Share. Guess what the original name for Rose was? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and say Don. It was literally Don. <laughs> this dumbass literally did not change yeah. the name. Dumbass is
0: a is the objective word here. Yes. Like we got to pay attention to yeah. that because we're we're gonna go into Sonya for like, in a bit. But
1: because here's the thing: when you make a a draft and you you send it for like edits and stuff, that gets filed away. So there is a paper trail that you were literally going to yeah. name this character yeah. Don. There was also a different version of the letter in the story, and I'm not gonna read it, but it is even closer to Don's original Facebook post yeah. than the final one was. You know what is Oh this? you know what's actually weird about that one? What was it? She got like, a good audiobook recording of that, too. So, like, she has this, like, huge paper so trail behind her. Yeah, so let me get this straight, right? Yeah. I was going to do a
0: quick, like, overview. Mm-hmm. Dawn donates a kidney, wants a pat on the back, mm-hmm. makes a Facebook group post, mm-hmm. does her little things. Sonia, who's another writer, writes about White Savior Complex, yes. basically takes her letter and is basically... That's her character, and she's taking a jab at White Savior Complex. Sonia and Dawn have a, you know... Cribber, they get sued, blah, 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 blah. To me, what it seems like is, one, Dawn is a very pretentious oh, yeah. person who just wants to be thanked for yes. her service, which takes away everything from her good deed. And what does that say about Sonya, that she is a professional writer... And couldn't differentiate a more of a story from pulling from Don's yeah. story. Like, I just think that's a, that's a pretty, like... That's pretty stupid of you. It's very dumb. Yeah. I think she's just a shit writer at there, that point.
1: There is such a thing as transformative use where you take something that clearly has inspiration for something to happen in real life. But you change it enough for the purpose of the story. That is a legal thing. Yeah. You're allowed to do that. Because I think the courts and judges recognize that writers do pull stuff from real life. You can't just keep calling everything, like, plagiarism. Yeah.
0: I guess the operative word in this one is plagiarism, right? Because that's what we were discussing beforehand. That's
1: what Don is suing for.
0: Yes. And that's like the legal definition. I think there's like two courts, right? There's Um. like the legal court and then the court of public opinion. Yes. Public opinion would say, oh, yeah, that is plagiarism. She took her story, right? She took her story and she took her letter and literally copied it that's kind of plagiarism she took from it mm-hmm. but the legal courts it might be plagiarism might be only stuff that is actually published with a copyright yes you cannot you cannot copy that a facebook post
1: yeah ah that's kind of free game a lot of patent law a lot of copyright law is still in the air yes it's still like judges and and courts and lawyers are still figuring it out and making new rulings which change what the like law is yeah.
0: especially on facebook which is yes. notoriously known for it having the loosest kind of laws and loopholes no especially on like on personal that. data that's that's gold for them
1: but I want to circle back to the discovery phase real quick there was also group chat texts oh, that got and this is a this is a this is a downer here that got leaked I, I, I don't know if they were leaked or they were like Sonya had to give them to the court and it's a bunch of chats between her and other members of the Chunky Monkeys who were invited to Don's original Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Remember, Chunky Monkeys is the writing group that Don and Sonya were both in. In fact, that's how they met. Mm-hmm. And I want to say I want to like, you know, make this a more clear picture. This entire time, Dawn was saying, like, oh, yeah, Sonia and I were, like, really good friends. She was, like, telling me everything about her. They
0: were both interviewed by the Times, right? Yes, they were both interviewed by the Times. So there's the in-depth interviews. Yeah,
1: like, Sonia would personally tell me about all these things going on in her life, and she personally recommended me to apply for certain positions. In Sonia's recollection, she was like, yeah, like, I remember Dawn being there, but, like, I would say these things to everybody. Like, I was, like, a very open person in that sense. Keep in mind, Dawn is also the type of person to write a letter to the person she's giving kidney to, to like, oh, we can share an empathy and trauma. But basically, the group chats that were leaked, as you can probably guess, everyone was dunking on Dawn. Everyone was calling her a loser and a narcissist for what she was doing. And it is narcissistic what she was doing. And the the problem there is that Sonya flat out admits verbatim in these texts that like, oh, I accidentally took and use the exact same lines like she this establishes very clearly that sonia knew what she was doing she was yeah. very clearly like stealing from it
0: i don't think you needed those text messages to you don't do need it to. but that's In like incriminating law, it's, it's yeah. incriminating yeah. yeah
1: and so like after the initial call that sonia and don had that's when she changed the letter again one more time she's like oh wait this is like gonna cause a
0: problem. oh yeah so she to change it
1: up and so what don's here's my here's my problem Don had two major takeaways from Mm -hmm. this. One was the principal line, why this article is called, who is a bad art friend, was that Don had a conversation with Sonia and Sonia said something along the lines of, you're being a bad art friend because being an artist means you pull things from real life and put into your work. Being a bad art friend means like we're both artists. We both should know this. And you're like giving me shit for like doing that, even though it's like your experience, like I should still be allowed to do that. Yeah. Dawn has a major contention with that. Like, oh, but like, I feel like this is my personal experience. Yeah. Okay? And her other thing is that the friendship thing. I thought these people were all my friends. Mm-hmm. They were mocking me and laughing. All mm-hmm. this stuff. Here's what she never... Because I read this entire thing. Right. She never addresses the white savior thing. Yeah, of course not. I don't think she actually... It occurred to her that the that woman... that's how she came off? That that the woman in the story was being was a white savior. Yeah. I don't like her issue was a plagiarism, not like that, like the behavior of the white woman.
0: Yeah, I so okay. So you brought up a couple different things that's Don pulled, right? Yes. I want to tackle the first thing uh-huh. about being a bad friend, I guess. Bad right, art bad art friend. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you just take that as a specific, specific item within the story, mm-hmm. I think personally that Sonya should have been like, "Hey, mm-hmm. you know what." I'm going to pull from this. Like, hey, yeah. is it okay if I, like, use you as a reference or yeah. whatever? But the other side of that is that she's about to dunk on her. So yeah. would you really tell somebody that way? You know, yeah. like, hey, Saad, can I use you for this? By the way, I'm going to call you a dickhead yeah. through, the, through the entire Because I'm going to be
1: on the lookout for a story Exactly. Now.
0: So, but I still think if you're pulling from it, I think Sonia, You should give
1: some heads up. Yeah,
0: especially because, like, it's not like... You're just a Facebook friend And you saw this And you're yeah. just like Oh I saw this on my timeline I'm gonna write yeah. about it You were in a specific friend group
1: Well Sonya seems like They group. seem to think of it very. what yeah. the friendship is very different
0: Yeah no no the, Their perception of Who they were to each other Yeah compl- World's different
1: and, and from the profile That the New York Times Painted of Don I feel like Sonya's Is the more accurate depiction Because mm-hmm. There are some people Who think a relationship Is more than And I'm, th- I'm not talking romantic Yeah just like relationships. they're like oh we yeah we're really good friends like you hung out with me like one time yeah
0: dude. you're lonely i don't talk to you out outside of work yeah <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> What are you talking about like i don't i mean people you Same know what i mean you. it's like i don't talk to you outside of work family like, yeah. we're we're work friends i mean that that causes a we're whole, acquaintances
1: we're acquaintances that causes a whole different angle i think that's like to me th- there's like a lot of legal and like art-based content and like topics about this story yeah. i think for me the one of the more interesting ones is that Don legitimately thought these people were her friends, yeah, and so the expectations that she had for them are going to be different than what Sonia and the rest of them had with her. So I guess that, that brings us to a question then: How much of friendship is a two-way street?
0: I mean, if you're listen, if you're actually engaged in an actual friendship, there is a. It's like a social contract, right? You learn this in like psychology, you learn this in like different classes growing up from middle school, high school, you up till college. There's a it's a social contract. There is a mutual benefit to it right yeah. when there is not a mutual benefit that's just a one-sided thing in any relationship like a r- romantic relationship or a friend relationship yeah and you're the one giving and you're not getting anything yeah. back it, it has it doesn't, it doesn't have to be like a material thing it's exactly. like a fucking spiritual spiritual thing or right like
1: just like like i like hanging out with share because i have a good time with him yeah have good conversation every good laughs every single time yeah. but i guess this goes to the other thing though is that like You said mutual. Yeah. Again, this was not mutual. The problem is like this is not mutual, but one person, one party thinks it's mutual. Yeah. And that's what's hard.
0: Yeah. So I just think that I just think okay. So to answer this question, Uh I want to take it back to who these people are as people. Okay. Right. Because me and you, we know each other, other, right? Yeah. 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 So it's I think it's important to note that Dawn was somebody who had an abusive childhood, Uh traumatized from that. Yes. And those first like 10, 15 years of a child's life is like super important because they're super impressionable. Yeah. Their brains get formed by yeah. what happens to them. This woman was like traumatized. So that had an effect on her social right. life, yeah. right? So maybe she's like needs, she's like, she wants that connection yeah. with people that maybe the connection isn't there yeah. for. So bad. That, that's why maybe that miscommunication was it's there. It's like
1: a lower barrier to entry. For yes. her, it takes a lot less to be like, Oh, I, I like you. Yeah, exactly. But if you were somebody who grew up like fairly well-adjusted and had friends, had yeah. family, had cousins, whatever, right? You expect a little bit more out of a friendship. Exactly. That's true too. Yeah. You so to I think consider- I
0: think Dawn's coming from mm-hmm. a different place. Yeah. And let's talk about Sonia real quick, right? Because yes. I feel like this also this also kind of sets the like table straight for Sonia and how you view her, uh-huh. because like Saad mentioned earlier, Sonya is a half Chinese, half American woman. What's your last
1: name? Larson. Larson. Larson.
0: So Sonia Larson does not sound like a. Well, an that's, Asian that's name. a leak.
1: Her dad's white.
0: But even if you saw, you you, you see where I am going with this. If yes. you look at her picture, there is not a. I am not saying Asians have to look a certain way, yeah. but there is absolutely no like distinction. You look at this woman and you are like, yes, yeah, this is just this is, this is white white woman. Mm-hmm. This is not like an Asian woman. And from what Saad's discovery phase went through, <laughs> um, phase. yeah. Sonia's writing style is writing about and reaching into Asian American and Asian identity in America in America yeah,
1: and how white people what's it like to be Asian and be seen by white people or specifically not seen by white yes people? Which that's all fair and good. I think a lot of people would write about like you can find like black. There's literally a, a famous story, the Invisible Man. Yeah. I think a lot of people have to write read about it in high school. It's literally about like I thought it was literally an invisible guy. It's like no, it's a black guy who <laughs> is idiot. considered. I was fucking stupid as <laughs> shit. Who is considered invisible by society because white people wouldn't even give a look at it. Right, and that's how Sonia feels. And look, I'm not one to. Actually, no, that's not true. I definitely am the kind of person to like say your feelings are invalid, but I, I generally like try to keep an open mind. Like, look, just because it's not my experience or right. viewpoint, doesn't mean it can't be like true. She's bugging. One of the the main quote that really got to me oh, here, yeah. and get my don, and on. You're both like the bad guys, and they're both terrible. Yeah, people, no, this, I this think. is enough. Sonia's example Of what it is To be oppressed As an Asian American In The way she describes it To the New York Times reporter Is that when she goes on walks mm-hmm. In a park Because keep in mind She's just like a Kind of like a suburban mom Who goes on walks in a park yeah. She sees white people Just like napping In a park mm-hmm. As you do As I used to As I would do Whenever yeah. I could She looks at them With like some kind of disdain And in her head She thinks Oh how fucking lucky how fucking lucky are you that you get to sleep without a worry in the world, but I feel like you're gonna be attacked? Right. That is some USDA certified narcissism. Fucking horseshit. Horseshit. Because you know, it's like, walking in a park. Yeah, it's
0: like oh, and someone's napping. Yeah, someone's okay. I can understand that if she was a distinctly looking Asian woman who had been fucking, you know anti-asian hate throughout her life and like she can't go down a street without that right that makes sense but if you look at her and from her stories and from the little background that we read that's not the case she is just like really heavily leaning into this identity of hers Uh and here's the thing let me clear the air it is absolutely okay to write about this bring attention to this and like advocate for white savior you know and just like how it feels to be oppressed yeah but from what we've gathered, from what I've gathered, Sonya didn't really get oppressed because if she's talking about someone's napping on in a park, hey, guess what, Sonya, you are also walking through that park yeah, yeah. without any that's, without any disdain, that's the without anything, key right? Thing here,
1: so I'm gonna push back a little bit, like. I mean, she does look like if you look at her, you like, and she told me, Oh, I'm half Chinese, I wouldn't be surprised.
0: I, uh, no, dude, I, nah, no, dude, she looks so,
1: like, like, I, I don't think that's super important, right? You can still feel a certain way or uh, feel, feel whatever right, right. way, right? Like, you still know, like, yes, I'm white passing, uh, that's debatable, right? But, like, you still feel these things because she grew up with like, a, a Chinese mom, you can feel those things. Okay. Which
0: is which is extremely valid when she writes about it and brings yeah. attention to it.
1: And, like, those stories have a, a place in everything. My concern is more so, and this part of gets into, like, the court of public opinion thing that Cher was talking mm-hmm. about. Because a lot of what people are referencing the story is the way that the people from the Chunky Monkey kind right. of rallied around Sonya. Mm-hmm. And part of that's because, like, Dawn's so fucking obviously, like, yeah, the you loser in the story. On. You can't support her. It's terrible. I feel bad for talking about
0: this I, I, way for someone who donated a kidney and saved yeah. probably but saved somebody's like you life. It's like, God damn, some? man. Bro, you really have to take an L like that. Right.
1: I think a lot of people use identity politics stuff as like cover for just being like careerists. Yeah. Oh, that's 100%, 100% what she's doing here. Yeah.
0: I I think that's, that's a better way to articulate it.
1: Because like her defense and like the way she's talking about this, the way that a lot of people are talking about this now is that, oh, my God. Dawn is stealing from an asian american white women are always white people are always stealing from asian people this is like of course a white privileged woman would do this and it's like this that's not really like I yes even, what she did was like the kidney donation her obsession with it is like very white savior-y yeah absolutely Sonya pretty clearly is taking from this and was like through the group chat text like knew she was in the wrong yeah but she goes, she is going to use, and her friends are going to use a language of oppression and like privilege to just justify, like, hey, I need to like get ahead of this. Yeah, it's very cynical in in, in its use.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't see it as in I definitely see the white savior complex. That's hundred and ten percent there. Yeah, that's an obvious yes there. Um, I don't see that. I don't see the. I know this happens, but in this case, white women taken from Asian women. Not, not in this case. Not, no, not that's, at not, all. Hap- that's no. not happening here. It's, not at all. It's yes, she's being pretentious and wanting a pat on the back. It. Yeah, she's being super annoying, right? And then, and then Sonia on the other hand, is also, I don't know her level of being a professional writer. I mean, is yeah, like,
1: she's doing better than Dawn. Yeah, but that's like pretty key. That's like kind of undergirding a lot of this too. It's like, and maybe that's why Dawn's like suing her because like she thinks she can get money out of it. Yeah. But it's also like, dude. Sonya, just like fucking whatever.
0: Yeah, it, it's just I don't know. I don't. I yeah. also don't agree with Sonya, right? Oh yeah, that's the thing. There's
1: no good guys in the yeah.
0: story. Yeah, and I just feel like the whole like like you just mentioned earlier. It's like oh, she doesn't look that, or she does look Chinese a bit, or she doesn't, and that doesn't really like matter. Maybe not to the story, but I think her as a person, I think it does because I read this yeah, story. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like it, it's a it's a visual thing. I read the story. Who was um this this lady? She wrote like a little piece about how she married uh, a black guy and they had mixed babies one one of their twins turned out to be much more darker and the other one turned out to be like they were not siblings at all like that was like a white baby right and white passing one one is yeah exactly and she noticed the way that people treat them they are the same they're sisters they're twin sisters and they get treated differently out in public yeah so and I think that's that, that that has something to say for this, right? It's like there's gonna be one sister who actually faces it. Yeah. And the other sister sees it and she can take from it, yeah. but she never actually yeah. went through it.
1: Yeah, I wanna clarify when I said it's it's not relevant, I didn't mean like for her for, own life. I, I meant like for yeah. the exact specifics of the story. Exactly. Although I again I was still convinced like I still think she looks like Asian enough where if you live in certain areas...
0: Well, your Boston is kind of... It's a, like your
1: you're, white people are going to give you shit for that. It could. Listen, I, I if don't you're, know if you are not shit. If
0: you're not white, you're not white. You're not part of that group. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I see way too many Pakistani... Oh, my God, dude. Have I... This is gonna be a little, little tangent. Let me do this. The amount of Pakistani people I see, like, straight in their hair. Not, not girls. Guys. Yeah. straighten their hair. Try to, like, change their name from fucking something to... Paul, you know what I mean? It's just like, Bog. come on.
1: Ali Javed? Yeah, call me AJ. Yeah, it's like, oh my right, God, go. brother.
0: Like, come on, man. Yeah,
1: no, there, there's definitely elements to that. And that, I think that's why, like, I, I'm, like, likely to agree with you because I've seen a lot of that where people, like, make up how oppressed they are. Yeah. And it's like, Because I, I had a tweet about this, right? You know how th- there's this whole brand or genre of mm-hmm. TikTok or comments or, or posts or whatever where it's, like, a person of color who clearly lives in a very, like, nice, liberal, gentrified city makes posts about, like, when a white person says this and it's, like, something that's, like, kind of offensive, kind of insensitive. Honestly, usually it's just, insen- it's just like, ignorant but not, like, mean. Mm-hmm. And I, like, tweeted at one time. I was, like, who the fuck is saying this to you? No one's saying this yeah. to you. You're lying about this. Yeah. You're just, like, doing this. You live in an area where everyone's super hyper aware of race. Yeah,
0: and, that, and the, I, I kind of go back to my, my, my point earlier is that There's a big difference between advocating for it for it, yeah, and then being like, oh, I went through this when I really didn't, and it goes back to Sonya's quote, right? I think that's honestly a perfect analogy that I had. Yeah. is that she, you're in the park? Oh, I'm walking in the park, and that white person sleeping. How 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 nice must it be to be that white person? But you're also in that park. You're not outside of yeah. the park where they're not letting you in. Yeah. you're also in the same park, you my man. You l- could nap right next to him. Yeah, you could. And like that. Like, and so that's the thing. It's like it's a very specific example for just Sonya. It's just like
1: but it says a lot it
0: it does it says about her personality and her pulling from dawn's experience and then making a comment about that she wanted to make
1: it's it's the tricky bounce where like everything is personal and you have to deal with that Mm -hmm. but also just because something's personal to you it's personal to you does not mean it's like an accurate or like proper reflection of the way it works in the world exactly but that's all you know Got another little article for you. Don't worry. This one is thankfully much shorter. Right. There's a lot less to say about it. Cher doesn't know anything about this one yet. I don't. I'm going to run in right through it. It's from Salon, and it's titled, K-Dramas, Korean Dramas, right. Cured My Prejudice Against Asian Men. Whoa. Subtitle. As an Asian woman who okay. saw white men being romantic on TV, that informed how I approached dating and relationships. This is by Christine Ma-Kellums. Ma is her original last name. Kellums is her... Colonized name? Current name. She, da- she married a white <laughs> man. Okay, we'll get to it. So, I'm going to give you the synopsis. Asian American. She's very coy to not say where from Asia, but mm-hmm. she was raised with Asian parents. And I gather that her one of her parents was in the military because she traveled everywhere. Okay. Right? She didn't know a lot of Asian people growing up because she was constantly moving. Never mm. in an Asian country. So, she pretty much, like, watched a lot of TV, as a lot of people do. Right. And she would see that all the white couples in these sitcoms and stuff, the husband was very loving towards the mom. Yeah. Bring flowers, all that stuff. Y'all know Asian families. Asian families tend, like, East Asian, South Asian, they see Japanese, Chinese, whatever. Dads tend to not be super affectionate in that way. And so, this girl like sees this stuff and asks her dad oh why don't you do that and he's like i don't i don't fucking know right <laughs> it was i'm very, too
0: busy being an immigrant
1: i'm too busy being an immigrant like <laughs> right. crazy with <what> the <laughs> right. fuck and so she like it's, just, it's really cute what she does she like goes to the store with like her allowance gets flowers and like daddy give this to mommy like it's really cute shit like that she yeah, does a lot of stuff that's like adorable. that i didn't know that it's really cute and then at one point she asks her dad like dad pick mommy up like sweep her up from her feet and they look at they both look at her not just the dad and they're like Oh, honey, that's keep. We're not doing that. Like, yeah, this is too cartoonish for me. Yeah, so
0: it kind of just seems like this is a really sweet little girl who wants like this whimsical love, yeah, in her life where she wants to see wants to that see in like her mom I, and dad do that.
1: I want to see Asians do this. Yeah, little girl grows up uh, and she eventually she becomes a Harvard psychologist. Harvard. Oh yeah. There's a lot of Harvard in, the, in this fucking These I've talked about this, man. Uh, the Ivy League types are insane. Yeah. And honestly. so she was in high school. She You know how they had the the like superlatives, like most likely to succeed or whatever? Was most likely
0: to marry a white guy?
1: No, no. <laughs> I once got voted as most likely to bag on Asian guys. Oh, my. Whoa, hold on. Yeah. That is a fu- <laughs> Yeah, d- this flipped 180, right? Yeah, hold on. That was a superlative?
0: I, yeah, I don't know who did these categories. <laughs> I have. Is this like a running thing? I like, does a white people get this? I, I don't. And this is like the crown jewel of superlatives. I
1: have no clue how this happened. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that's hilarious. Holy shit! But yeah, apparently this girl had like, just really hated Asian guys. Yeah. She really, really hate. She says like, oh, I like brown guys, black guys, Latino guys. But then she also says she only dated people who were shades of white, which makes me think like, oh, were you just dating white guys, but you threw in the black and Latino yeah, thing just to cover your tracks? Just, yeah, I think she did. I don't know. We're just going to say she did. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it's it's pretty clear to me. So she explains her dating life here real quick during college. By college, this racism against my own had metastasized. Racism. grew bigger. Yeah, it's right. crazy. Whenever the topic of boys came up, I'd explain to the girls in my room. I only like white slash black slash Latino guys. I spent the rest of college crushing on various shades of white. Again, she says she only crushed on various shades of white. I don't know what she means, but black people. Yeah, it's like, what What, what fucking black people are you talking about? Although two Asian guys and a HAPA guy infiltrated that mix and I wasn't paying attention. Infiltrated that mix. God damn, she's using like some Hitler terms. Yeah, like, like what the... F- f- she's talking about yeah Yes, like vermins and what the fuck is she talking about? And man? it wasn't until I got that award plaque. They gave her like a literal award plaque for most likely to bag on Asian guy. God damn. And this girl's insane. That I considered the possibility that the problem lay with me and not Asian men. Oh, just to be clear, HAPA, because they use the word HAPA, is basically like a very derogatory... Term to describe half Asian, half white, mm. half like Pacific Islander, and okay. half Asian. Okay. Eventually, like the rest of the article, because again, she's the one who's actually writing this, she learns that what she's ex- feeling and experiencing is called racism. Like she literally has this as a sentence, like yeah. this is dog shit writing, by the way. Right. And so she, okay, yeah. I don't know how you put up with reading this shit, by the way. I'm weird. I'm really <laughs> weird, man. And so eventually, she marries a white guy. That's where Kellums comes from. Okay. And then. Nice, nice marriage, I guess. Her mother-in-law, the white mother-in-law, right. tells them, "Y'all should watch this Korean drama on Netflix," mm-hmm. and that's what gets her to watch a Korean show. Finally, right? She watches it with her husband, and she sees. I don't know the. I don't know the premise of the the show or whatever it's called,
0: but she sees like. I guess for the first time in her life, she's seeing Asian men it's like in that romantic man role. It's yeah, like being
1: very romantic and like sexy and suave. Right. The Korean drama is called Crash Landing on You. Actually, I think my sister's watched it. I think let's, okay, let's on. get
0: Amna's take on this
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think the premise, of the, the premise of the show is whack a guy from North Korea gets swept up in a hurricane gets, <laughs> gets flung over the border into South Korea and he starts dating and falling in love with like a South Korean celebrity my man it's what? such a it's such a that funny sounds concept.
0: more like an Indian show than anything it's Honestly like God, they yeah. got swept up in a hurricane <laughs> and got lightning strikes and then they Died and came back to life.
1: And so they fall in love and she sees this and she sees like, oh, Asian people can like be sexy and it's like, oh, this made me love Asian men. That's the premise of this entire article. I had to watch it on Netflix to like not be racist against like my own, own kind, people, yeah, my own kind. This
0: just kind of sounds like this unlocked her like DNA that had been suppressed for so yeah, long. Yeah, that's, that's this is what is like she's a, it. Her, this is her like sleeper cell in yeah. her body for her love for her people, and this yeah. this is where it comes out.
1: Now, the the thing that's really funny is people because this was published literally today. This article is yeah. published today, October 11th, or it might have been published the day before. Last month, because she's on Twitter, mm-hmm. I
0: people, love Twitter. I love Twitter. Twitter is the
1: so People found a tweet from her, mm-hmm. and the short of it is, she basically asks. Hey, I'm a social psychologist. I wonder if infidelity is really that bad. I'm thinking... What's the timeline when she watched this show? Very recently. Ah, like, around the time this would have, she I would have see. tweeted this. I'm, like, not convinced this woman just isn't ready to horn up for an Asian guy. Yeah. And wants to, like... She's like, babe. an elaborate excuse. Like, I'm rediscovering my heritage.
0: Yeah, babe, there did my... You know, I got an assignment... Uh, to to Korea to South Korea. Like I have to go. <laughs> I'm going I'll be gone for 2 months. All right, who are you going with? Don't worry about Don't it. Don't worry about it. It,
1: it. She's just horny now. Oh yeah. And the the the, the weird thing is that there this is a natural phenomenon because one of my friends is half Asian and he's pointed this out to me that Asians in like, American film, for example, and cinema, like a lot of media, they tend to be very not sexy. Yeah. It's like Asian women are fetishized. <clears throat> 100%. But Asian men in particular Can never be like Romantic figures
0: Yeah they're not like The leading men right Exactly So I think There's like Yeah go ahead My synopsis of this Is One Absolutely like Her being a young child And only seeing These handsome White tall men Being like the romantic leads Yeah That affects them That even affects white people Who are short Fat and ugly You yeah. know what I mean Like they're like Okay I, I can't I, would I
1: hate to be one of y'all Yeah
0: He's like I can't get it I can't Don't get beard. this beard I can't get this What you trying to say man no. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways we can't, you know, that affects other people too. Where it's like, okay, I can't be like, I can't get the girl because I don't look like Chris Hemsworth. Even yeah. white guys, right? So that yeah. definitely played a role in her yeah, yeah. not want her her finding the white guys Same attractive. Same thing
1: with Don. Remember your like childhood experiences kind of form who you
0: exactly. Become. And I think I think people will be lying mm-hmm. in our community that like. Almost didn't resent their kind a little bit at a certain point because we were surrounded by white folks. Yeah. We wanted to assimilate. We wanted to be a part. We wanted to be
1: accepted. You feel a little that otherized. we were,
0: yeah, that we were willing to. Okay, let me let me suppress this side of me real quick and let me just like conform to what they're saying. Oh yeah, this white boy is cute. Oh yeah, this white girl, this blonde is cute. Yeah. So I think that obviously played into it.
1: I never had that phase. You never had that. Phase? I always took to Team Melanin. Yeah. Always and forever, man. Go for no, you, I've, man. I've always been against the, the white devil. <laughs> yeah, as a 13 year old, <laughs> you
0: were like, you're trying to colonize me. I will not.
1: First time I masturbated, I, not I was betray- like, Ebony only. <laughs> <laughs> no whites. No, no, thank you. I will not betray I my will brown not queens. The, my brown and black sisters.
0: See, I was surrounded by white people, so I kind of got caught in that trap. And exactly. then I came to college, and yeah. I was like, God damn, my, my beautiful queens, I got y'all. Sherry is here to save the <laughs> day. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways, if
1: you, if you see him on, on dating apps, you're going to get kind of passion we get a
0: whole lot of love hey get you get you a sherry our ladies anyways so obviously that plays into it but i think at a certain point yeah. this woman is a psych a harvard psychologist yeah. and like you know what this is an interesting topic but i want an actual study done for people who write this kind of shit yeah it's like why are you writing this yeah why are you like publishing that you got a plaque like from the, your high school to be the most asian hating
1: person yeah. why would like, you what? admit that this is like the guy who recorded Lawn Guys yeah. and was like, I'm gonna fight you. They start bucking. He's like, Oh, no, 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 never mind, never mind. I'm I'm, he was I'm like, I'm leaving, on man, it. I'm leaving, man. And then he yeah. posts that. Like, sometimes I'm like, Why do people do this to themselves?
0: To validate something deep inside.
1: I, I think maybe they think, like, the reaction they're gonna get is cool, like, Oh, people are gonna support me. But it's like, No, dude, you look like a bitch. Dunked on. But yeah, like, the guy who, who posted that video from the lawn probably thought, Oh, yeah. The these lawn, guys are being rude these guys to are me. Rude. Everyone just, like, ragged him. He's like, You flaky ass motherfucker. Yeah on now and same thing with her
0: it's like yeah. you're literally just out here putting your dirty laundry in the air this honestly reminds me of something i'll make this quick uh-huh last year when the whole social justice stuff was going on right yeah we had a we had like our corporation did like all these like safe space talking spots and there was this white guy who was one of the seniors and he was like i used to live in like california you know i learned I, le- I, le- I had to learn a lot about this and he was like outside of where i lived People used to hang out all the, time, all the time. Most of them were black. I ended up calling the cops on them a couple of times because they were hanging outside. Mm. I learned later on the kind of ramifications I could have had on them, and I'm like, dog, don't admit that.
1: Why? Do not fucking admit that. Imagine being the black person sitting next to him, like, yo, I'm. Uh, not I I
0: literally you. didn't even like say anything after that. I was like, yo, th-, like, why would you admit it? <laughs> why would you admit it? You got a plaque in high school for hating Asian men. It's like, bro, don't admit you, that. Leave that out. That's, that's
1: already gonna tell me like I. This is not about like. At a certain point, it's not about like. Oh, my childhood trauma. Like, because yeah. what she's describing as trauma is just like my parents didn't love each other as much as like the cartoon characters did.
0: Oh my god, bro! Like at, like, at, at, at a certain point, grow up. It's like grow the fuck up. Yeah, you know. You realize that. Love is not what you. Okay, if you're like 18, 19, and you're still thinking that love or like what you're going to see is like on TV, you're
1: kind of. That's a you problem.
0: Yeah. I don't want to blame like young people because they're still very impressionable at that point, but god damn you come need, on people you need to
1: grow up and have some wherewithal at some point and and you know that point i made about like how asian men and asian women aren't like portrayed a certain way in media right, right. that wasn't her complaint though this was just about her parents yeah not being the way white people and you can say like okay the problem then was that there was not enough asian people on tv fair. which that's, still that, yeah that's that's, fair enough that's a completely separate sure. topic
0: that that definitely yeah. plays a role
1: but she's like talking about such a limited perspective mm-hmm. and you know, I, I, I think we, we often run these things like with the advice columns and everything. Oh, by the way, I should have mentioned this before Dawn, when she was like seeking legal counsel and stuff, she wrote to Dear Sugars the advice column we read from. No, And she asked them, way. like, what should I do? Am I being a bad art friend? She literally did that. Oh, my god, but yeah, god. the people who get involved with all these like viral stories, which is like writers, people involved in social science, psychologists especially they like if they come from Harvard or an Ivy League they're yeah. going to have some like weird bundled up like self-hating misogyny racism narcissism that they project every, onto every, uh, everybody else and they go like what why what's what's wrong with you
0: yeah it's like yo yeah.
1: did you you just make a
0: fool of yourself yeah did you just see what you just admitted to yeah it's <laughs> like i get okay there's a there's a perspective i understand and yeah. i respect it's like okay this this was my truth growing up this is how i felt i'm writing about it yeah kudos to you right like you did that and you're putting yourself out there but you're also exposing yourself to risk like being ending up on hot pocket yeah but boom boom yes but it's like i don't know i really don't know like what to fully make of it because it's like you had to have a show after you got married to change your perspective on Asian on asian men
1: The obsession and insistence that we have for TV and movies to dictate our morals is yeah. weird. Yeah, it should not be that way. Like It's it's like people are so obsessed with... This was like a whole thing today on Twitter. Did you see this shit with like The Eternals, you know, the Marvel movie? I saw that they released another trailer. I didn't watch they it They released though. another trailer and everyone's like freaking out. The trailer looks like garbage, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like it just looks very gray and a lot of CGI. Right. And then like, you know, somebody like a film critic was like kind of commenting on it. Like, oh yeah, it looks like not good. And
0: people were bagging on it.
1: Pe- well, people were bagging on her because she was like, you know, everyone's like hy- crazy about this because like, oh, the cast is very diverse, but it, it's the same movie in CGI. You could watch like actual Asian films. Yeah. You know, she. And, but her point was like, everyone who's like bitching about diversity is never going to watch an actual like art film from Asia or from Africa or anything. Yeah. They're only going to watch these like super high budget Hollywood movies. Yeah. And then every these losers on Twitter were like. Oh, so you're racist. It's like, that's clearly not the point this girl That is was absurd. Making. Yeah. People need to get over movies and TV shows sometime. That's a thing we often hit on, but I yeah. think we're hitting our limit here. Form oh, yeah. your own opinions, people. Form your own opinions. But if you can't, you can always listen to us, and yeah. I'll tell you what Let to us think. help you. Let us help you. Let us guide you. Yeah. This has been episode 18.
0: Yes. I would like to say thank you guys for the shout-outs and the listening to us because that really motivates us and gives us the fucking juice to mm-hmm. keep going. We love it. We love it. And keep watching Saad's uh, workout videos that he's, that he's doing. Those I, things are being more successful than our Hot Pocket <laughs> Reels, so I don't know, if Saad- I,
1: I In one... No, we because we've had a, well, we've also put a lot of reels on Hotpot. Yeah, we have. and so a couple of them have hit a thousand.
0: I think we need to put our faces out there.
1: We need to put our faces out there more. But yeah, now I'm like making fitness stuff on Instagram and it's doing fairly well. Yeah. So we're trying to both of us are trying to expand our individual brands more.
0: Yeah, I think I'm gonna become a whore.
1: That's not a bad one. Yeah. Nah, dude, be like a be like a, a pua. You know what pua is? No. Pickup artist. A you know, pickup artist. Yeah, you know those. Mo- I saw this. Okay, this <laughs> let me so- rent a Lambo, <laughs> bro. I saw this stupid ass one where this guy was like, buy this cologne and I guarantee you'll get a date. It was like a four hundred dollar cologne. Should
0: I just make like bad dating just, advice? Yes. Oh, let's bro, do it, bro.
1: And you'll get so much traction because people will dunk on you, but you're getting traction. It,
0: they what isn't this like with Kim Kardashian or whatever her mom's name is said that any publicity is good publicity yeah. I don't know who said that I think it's been around for a while it's probably Chris probably Jenner yeah probably yeah you can do it the devil works hard but Chris Jenner works harder
1: oh alright we're outie